0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi to all of our viewers, and as-salamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi to our dear guest, Mufti Abdul Wahab Wahid. Mufti Sab, how are you today?
1: First of all, Salaamu Alaikum wa barakatuh, alaikum asalaam, Alhamdulillah, I'm doing well. How are you, Habibuna? As-Abdullah, how are you? How is this little
0: one? Alhamdulillah, he's doing good. So today, for Mufti Sab's istiqbal, we brought on a special guest as well, we brought on Abid. <laughs> so, you know, Mufti Sab <laughs> hey, is a <laughs>
1: I feel more welcomed, okay. I feel at home. Uh, I, I hope my <laughs> other guests don't mind the special <laughs> <Man. No> one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: Alhamdulillah, we have Mufti Saab on today. Uh, this was uh, Alhamdulillah, one of my good friends, Rafi. He set up, you know, Mufti Saab to come on, and Mufti Saab was more than welcoming to come on. I really appreciate him for that. Uh, Mufti Saab is, mashallah, from Michigan, from the Detroit area. Uh, Detroit area, right, or Ann Arbor?
1: Yeah, pretty much. No, I was born. I was born in Lansing, raised my whole life in Ann Arbor, but now we live in a city where our school is. It's called Warren, Michigan, which is about 20 miles from Detroit, 20 miles from Dearborn. So that's where we are now, located right now.
0: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. And Mufti Sab is, mashallah, he's a graduate of uh, Bin Town and Karachi. And we were talking about both of us having spent some time in Karachi for studies, me doing hivs, him doing alim course. And mashallah, they run Muftah Institute, which is a very well-established institute for many different areas of studies and, you know, many different courses. And also at the same time, Mufti Saab and his brothers they operate Michigan Islamic Institute, which Mashallah, one of my relatives also attends, and it's Mashallah, a great alim course. I believe it's a seven-year alim course, right?
1: Alhamdulillah, it's a full seven-year alim program. People don't really know much about Michigan Islamic Institute, as we keep it in the in the background, but it's it's a it's a full-time boarding school from grade five all the way through grade twelve, with alhamdulillah, 110 students that board in our camp at our campus. I actually didn't know. I was telling brother Asad as- about that. I actually didn't know that you were Osama's um, and Ado's cousin until like a few days ago, and then I said, "Oh, if I knew you were his cousin, I would have, I may, I would have been, I would have played hard to get." But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good no, it's a good thing. I loved him, Mashallah. Osama's <laughs> a great student, Mashallah. He's a, has one year left to graduate. is <laughs> a good friend, Mashallah.
0: Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mufti Sab, today we're going to be discussing. Uh, self admiration and narcissism and one of uh, my personal feelings behind this topic is because obviously i do a podcast i'm not an influencer by any means um but we all try to influence people in a positive mm-hmm. way by means of our deen fa- following Ehdina, Salat, and, Mustaqim and getting other people to follow it as well but but there comes a part or there comes a point where we start to maybe start feeling full of ourselves or we start mm. feeling maybe we're better than somebody, so on and so forth. So this is a topic I feel, especially in this age with influencers, with Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, so on and so forth, like going crazy that we really need to talk about and get people on board that, yeah, uh, you can feel good about yourself, but don't take it overboard. Mufti Sab, why is this such an important topic to talk about?
1: I mean, it's people speak about the – um The concept of followers and, you know, an audience and so on and so forth. And they start talking about people who have the most followers on Instagram or on TikTok or on Facebook. And I normally think about the person who has the most followers in this world. The person that has the most followers in this world is actually Iblis. It's Shaitan.
0: SubhanAllah. (laughs) He has more
1: followers than anyone else. So if that was the only metric which made a difference, then he is the most successful person in the world. There were prophets that came who had one follower. There were prophets that came who had a small group of followers, 10, 20, 30. And there were some prophets like our Habibuna who has an entire nation of followers. So it was the metric or the or the measurable was never just followers. But rather it was the effort. And that's that, that self admiration, that narcissism, or that arrogance is the first sin of shaitan. When he was told, Hey man, just bow your head down a little bit. Just put your head down. I made this person with my own hands and I want you to bow down to this person. And his response was a response, you know, completely engulfed in narcissism, where he said, No, no. Now, I am better than him because I have I have a resume I have a track record I've done so much I've been worshiping for so long I've been doing so much good for so long why would I bow my head to this person So the first crime that shaitan committed which became the source of him becoming Iblis was him being full of himself right and he's I'm better. And his logic, you know, if it was okay to be arrogant in the sense that with logical proof, shaitan was very logical. He said, Look, man, you made me from fire, and you made him from dirt. Fire in its natural property, when you when you light a fire, it goes up. It goes up. And dirt, when you throw dirt up, it comes down. So fire is. Higher, it's naturally it's a stronger element than dirt. So logically, he had the right response. But Deen doesn't simply work on one's logic and one's rationale, but rather it also works on the concept of acceptance of that of Wahi. wa Allah Subhanahu wa Taala speaks about people who simply depend upon their own assumptions and their own thoughts and their own ideas and their own in their own conclusions that they have drafted within their own mind and hence it's important to have people who you seek counsel from where he says ظن ظن he says these are some people who don't follow anything but their own desires and their own thoughts that's all they follow that's all they listen to that's all they think about is is it better for me is it better for me but you know what is it more beneficial to me so this concept of of self-admiration, and, and arrogance and narcissism is what started this entire journey in this battle with shaytan And it still continues till today. And I don't think we would be wrong to say that in today's time, it has it has become... I, I don't like... Whenever I use the word blown up, Shaykh Abdullah gets mad at me, right? But it has literally blown up. Where it's so easy for a person to fall into this ditch. It's so unknowingly, right? You just fall into this without even recognizing... What's happening, especially with all these social media outlets that are out there. So it's an important topic because if someone as knowledgeable, as strong of a worshiper, uh, as shaitan was able to lose because of it, then we got to be careful, right? It's it's something that can can really uh, take us off track. But at the same time, being known or being famous is not synonymous to arrogance. We know that. Being known or being famous is not synonymous to arrogance. Right? Ibrahim alayhi salam he used to make this dua. And for those that are watching, what this dua means is, Oh Allah, make make my name, make my name something which is very high in the Akhirah, and also make it a name that is always mentioned in this world. So he actually asked to be known. That when people come way after me in the different nations that come, make them respect me, make them revere me. He made this dua. So if, if being known was synonymous to arrogance, why would he make that dua? So it's there is there is a balance, inshallah hopefully through this entire discussion that we have, we can try to strike and we can also hopefully benefit the audience while talking about it.
0: Subhanallah that was uh the, I didn't I didn't expect the that direction to go in that way usually when we hear that who has the most followers you'll hear somebody say our beloved prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam but you were absolutely correct and the direction you took it in was just beautiful uh so obviously you mentioned social media so we live in the era where there's social media influencers the cultures of glitz and glamour uh, people show off how flawless they are on social media obviously everything is cut everything is edited everybody's using filters now but but what's happened is because of all of this people have achieved sometimes a level of fame for honestly doing nothing like you know somebody may make fun of their kid and all of a sudden they're getting endorsement deals from companies so how does somebody manage and balance a social media profile but also at the same time stay true to your faith straight stay, tr- stay true to your spirituality how do you do that
1: so that's a beautiful i mean that's, that's an important question i don't think there's um, you know, a one sentence or a one point answer. But one way that I look at it is, "Man used to say that a person that recognizes themselves has recognized Allah, right? Allah says, "Don't, don't boost yourself too much. He knows who you truly are. He knows who you truly are." من أي شيء خلقه من نطفة خلقه فقد Allah says what has happened to the human being? What has happened to this human? What has made him become so arrogant? Has he, has he or she forgotten من أي شيء خلقه what they were made from من نطفة خلقه فقد from a small dirty clot of blood and then it continued to grow and فكسرنا العظام لحمة ثم أنشأناه خلقا آخر and now you are a human being has he or she forgotten that this is where they came from? Allah says, You were created from weakness that you were not able to walk, you were not able to touch and grab, you were not able to grasp, you were not able to bite, and then I gave you strength. And after giving you strength, the time will come that you will also be weak. So I think the first step of remaining humble is understanding who we are and understanding the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Arrogance and pride is a quality which is exclusively for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because he is literally, by the definition, flawless in subhana. The word subhana means he is pure from all flaws. The word subhana comes from the root letters of sabaha which means to float and to swim. It can never drown. The name of Allah can never go down. It's always, on, it's always, ala inna kalimatullahi It's always the highest thing one can ever refer to. Right? So when we recognize within the spectrum and within the realm of our life, who we really are, it's difficult to become arrogant. It actually is difficult to become arrogant because we know what we do behind closed doors. We know what we do when no one is watching. We know what we say. And this should naturally make us humble. And humility is when there are followers or there are not there, there is there are no followers, your relationship with Allah does not change. That's what humility is, right? There are people coming or people are not coming. People are liking your page, not liking your page. Your work continues to follow the course. This is why the Prophet would say, Alain wa alayhi upon us is the effort and upon Allah is the upon Allah is the the, the 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 acceptance of this effort and the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's responsibility is to push this forward we just have to make our effort so yes you know Sheikh Sulaiman Mullah made the statement before he said nowadays people are ready to be infamous to become famous people are ready to be infamous to become famous so you have like so all these weird things like this why is this person famous for because he did this or she did that I mean so so what if they did that right that's not I mean it's not like something to celebrate so that teaches all of us muslims brothers and sisters that just because we become famous we know it's not a big deal because so many other people have it right it's not exclusive for us so many other people have it so if we have it we're just a part of that crew we're not unique we're not special, right? The Prophet said, خَيْرُ النَّاسِ أنفعهم And I'll end at this, right? I won't go on a tangent. He says that the best of people are those... Who are the best of people? The best of people are those individuals who are the most... They, they are the most helpful and the most beneficial to others. People, when they hear this hadith, the first thing they think about is that they are the most benef- beneficial to the most pe- most amount of people. Like the more people I benefit, the better I am. That's not the way to look at it. and linnas Means that they are the most beneficial to the people that they have access to. So a father has access to his children. A mother has access to her children. Be beneficial to those that are around you. And then Allah will take that and continue to grow that, right? We are thinking about benefiting people all across the world, but within our own home, we are not. That the, the focus has left our home, has left our own community. The Prophet ﷺ used to work within his own community and put all the effort there, and from there, this city grew. These beautiful men and women that were able to spread Islam all across the world. So work on specific individuals work on yourself obviously if allah subhanahu wa taala brings fame your way or your you know mashallah by in a few years or a few months your podcast becomes the greatest hit on on iTunes whatever it may be that smile should never change right You're That right. heart should never change the prophet would pray the same way he prayed in makkah that he prayed after Fath makkah rather he probably he increased his prayer right so that's the, it shouldn't become such that that's it, man. You can't come on my level, right? I'm not gonna reply to anyone's uh, direct messages anymore. I have too yeah. many followers for that. Now, if they want to get a hold of me, they gotta go through people. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, I, and, and by the way, I'm not saying scholars should always be available for people because yeah. obviously, scholars are very busy individuals. They're not, they're not available. They're teaching. They're doing so much. But everyone should have a level of access to us to a certain extent. Nah, have I mean, you go ahead?
0: Yeah. So we, I have a few comments for you. They're all from your area. Mashallah, Ahmad Jima Sab is showing his love to you. He's saying, Masha'Allah, Mufti sahab, we love you. Um, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you and Asad. Bye. Mm-hmm. And he, he keeps quoting one quotation. Uh, I don't know if you said it or one of your brothers have said it. Yeah. Your work should be 50 years ahead and the news should be 50 years behind.
1: <laughs> As so, actually my father said to us. And so father. I said it to him. That's right, true. Your work should be 50 years ahead. And your news should be 50 years behind. Muhammad and Allah. that's something that I still believe in. Right? What you're, The amount of work that you're doing, people only... You should actually be humble because in, in, in reality, what people are seeing are is just a fraction of your effort. right? Because your effort would never have created these results. Let's be honest. Our efforts would never create any results that we have. It's our effort supplemented and connected with dua that creates results. Allah says, and this Ibn Abbas says, if there was an ayah that could summarize the entire Qur'an, it would be this ayah. إِيَّاكَ O oh Allah, we as a community, it's a—it's a, it's not an individual effort, it's a communal effort. As a community, we will make an effort to worship you. We will make an effort. But Oh Allah, that effort will not bear fruits until we seek your help. Right, so in order to find success, here is the perfect combination. We make our effort, we try hard. You know, the Prophet ﷺ never stopped trying, but he never stopped making dua. Right, happens first. We got to make our own effort, and then we have to make dua as well. Some individuals all they do is make effort, and then they start thinking that it's their effort that has created the results because all they do is make effort. And that's where they become arrogant. They start thinking that, oh my God, I tried so hard. So this many people came and watched, or this many people came and listened. Qarun, that's what he got destroyed because of. He was a believer. Karun Musa, He was from the believers of Musa. And some say he was actually his cousin. So what happened to him? This is There's one statement in the Quran that describes what led to his outcome and his destruction. He said, when Musa said to him, hey man, give your zakat. He said, He would say that I have been given all of the money that I have because of my own effort. My own effort, my own struggle, my own days and nights of work. And that's why you see this empire. That's why you see this car in my garage. Why should I give up my money for you? So if we feel that way, that means we're not making dua. When you make make dua, you realize that it's the dua that's pushing me. It's the the humility in front of my parents that is pushing me. It is the humility in front of my teachers that is pushing me forward. There's so many factors that are needed in order for something to become successful, right? It's not just our effort. Yeah, but at the same time, we don't just make dua and sit back. This is why isti'ana, the word isti'ana is a very interesting word. Allah didn't use the word nasara. Allah used the word isti'ana. There are many words in the the Arabic language which mean help. Uh, You know, I mean, the the, tafsir of the Qur'an is a whole different topic, but isti'ana means when you're working on something and then you seek help. You understand what I'm saying? So you could be preparing for your exam, your midterm, and then you seek help. That's isti'ana. But if you're just sleeping all all month and the midterm comes around like, man, you know, brother or sister, can you help me out? And it's like, "Uh, yeah, but that's not isti'ana. You're on the side of the road and you have your jack out, and you're putting your tire on. I mean, I don't even know how to use a jack, to be honest, but I use <laughs> an example all the time, right? You have a jack, your jack's out, you're putting your tire on your spare. I mean, I'm from Michigan, so we have potholes all over the place, right? So you're putting your, you're putting your tire on, and someone comes to help you. you say, "Please help me out." That's istiana because you're already trying. You're not sitting in your car with your AC on, and someone comes like, "Yeah, just knock yourself out. Jacks in the back." <laughs> That's not istiana. That's not isti'ana, right? So we have to make an effort, we also have to make dua and not allow these numbers to and you know, I'm gonna end with this 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 discussion with this statement. There was only one time, only one time in the entire sira of our habib, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in which sahabas saw that they had good numbers, Badr, they were short. Three hundred and thirteen to a thousand, right? Hamachima, come on! Don't hate on my chair, come on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so in Badr, three hundred and thirteen to a thousand. Uhud, one thousand to three thousand, right? You continue. Khandaq, three thousand to ten thousand. Every single time they were outnumbered, but Allah gave. Wa laqad Allah blessed them with help. There was one incident. One incident in the sirah where the Sahabas felt like, "Wow, we got numbers today," and that was that. That was a battle in which Sahabas suffered the biggest moral loss; like their morale fell, right? And that was the battle of Hunayn. Where Allah says, "Id kathratukum, fa lam wa al Allah says, Oh, on that day, you thought your numbers were going to save you. But they don't help you at all. They don't help you. And then you were so, you were, you were, the the earth had tightened upon you despite its vastness, meaning that you didn't know where to go. Because you thought you had numbers and you you were going to just walk right through this. So if we think because of the numbers that we have, we're going to just pass right through. That's, that, that's a mistake. But at the same time, we make our effort regardless of what happens. Sincerity sincerity, is found when you do an amal, regardless when people are watching you or they're not watching you. If you stop doing an amal because someone is watching you, that is also a sign of insincerity. You understand what I'm saying? Like if I'm, if I'm doing something and I stop because someone is watching me, then that's also a sign of insincerity. If I do it, I'm going to continue doing it, right? As long as I'm doing it for the right purpose, the right reasons, and I have started a sunnah of doing it, I'm going to continue. So you started a podcast, you have 100,000 subscribers, 20,000, 30,000 subscribers, and you have 100 subscribers. You're still going to do it because that's that's the goal, that's the motive, right? So not letting it get to your head is more on the person himself or herself, right? We know where we stand in this entire situation, on this setup. So, nonetheless, I mean, that's that's that. Those are my two cents on that.
0: I see. Okay. So, next uh, question was: Sometimes we don't realize we're being arrogant mm. or narcissistic. And this is something I actually read online. Was it was a whole? You know, I try to do a little bit of research before I do my podcast.
1: You do, you do, man. Of course, you do, man. Come on. <laughs> so, so I was reading,
0: and and it was like the eight signs of a narcissist. And one of them was that a person puts down another person without realizing it so you know sometimes we'll be talking with somebody maybe it's a friend or maybe it's somebody who's you know we know somebody who we know really well and they will say like oh how do you do this like putting together like a little fence or something like that you're like man come on stop being so dumb like you know there's something that slips out of our mouth a lot of times or stop being so stupid or some words like that which Mm -hmm. may degrade the other person and it said that this may not seem on the base level as being narcissistic, but they're like, this is actually one of like the qualities or one of the sifat qualities that leads you into narcissism, that you start here. So how can somebody address another person that let's say we're with a younger brother or a younger cousin and they don't know what they're doing. How can we kindly, using a sunnah example, explain to them, look, what you're doing isn't right, but at the same time, let them know that, you know, the question you asked wasn't really the smartest question.
1: Yeah, subhanAllah. Yeah, but that, 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 that's a very important question. And hopefully we're able to answer it correctly. You see, when it comes in ibadat, when it comes to ibadah, ibadah means worship, right? When ibadah generally refers to worship that has to do with you and Allah. right? The individual and the creator. That's called ibadah. Hence, we are called the abd of Allah. Right? So it has to do with us and the creator. When it comes to ibadat, right? Intention is the most important thing. It takes the front seat, it's it's on the driver's seat. So if one's intention is in any way colluded or contaminated, it it's it it literally weakens the entire act, right? But when it comes to muamalat, i.e. dealings with people, one's intention is not the primary. Element that is looked at. It's not. It's not on the driver's seat. Rather, it's how the other person receives it that is that is look, that that is that is calculated, and then from there, the reward or the sin is given. So, what I mean by that, Imam Ghazali speaks about this in detail in ihya where he says, "You and I are not responsible for what we say." Or what our intention is. We are responsible for how the other person receives it. So I didn't mean that. That's not enough. That's not enough. That's not what I meant. It's not about what we meant. It's about how the other person receives it. And if we start thinking that way, then we will be so careful on uttering any words that may lead to any type of discomfort for an individual. Any word. Because we're not responsible for what we say, we are responsible for how it's received. Yes, of course, we shouldn't be ultra-sensitive, but make it seem as if this word may harm this person. I'm not gonna say it this way. It may harm this person. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet, it is from your soft natured personality, your your soft tongue, your soft heart that due to this, people run towards you. People run towards you. When Musa a.s. was being sent to Fir'aun, the, the worst person the world has ever seen was Fir'aun. There's no one that has come on this earth that was worse than Fir'aun, right? When Musa a.s. was being sent to him with Harun, Allah told him how to speak. Not only This is very important for everyone. Not only what to say, Yes, it's a small doll. <laughs> it's cute. He can jump in, man. Let him jump in. <laughs> He's jumping in. <laughs> he has an army of dinosaurs. I was like, why did you bring one of those? Hey, man. Dinosaurs are cool. Fine. <laughs> right? So so, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not tell Musa alayhi salam what to say. He told him not only what to say, but also how to say it. And people don't spend too much time appreciating this that Allah also told him the how we are sometimes so you know you know focused and fixated on the what that we forget the how right? there's a process it's not just about it's not just about the outcome it's about the process you know in school when you're studying math right you know you write the answer you write the answer and you, they say show your work like oh how do I show my work? <laughs> so the how matters. Allah tells Musa, فَقُولَ لَهُ قَوْلًا لَيْنًا." When you speak to him, Musa "Speak to him in a very, very soft tone. Don't be, don't be in his face. Don't be arrogant about your prophethood, right? Don't be, in t- you know, don't be, don't be an elitist. Don't have an elitist mentality. Come in and be soft to him." Right, because the goal is that, يخشى, that he's able to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why Allah when He tells us to give da'wah, he says, Bil wal hasana. means with with you know with wisdom, with with wisdom, sincerity, but hasana means in the right way, at the right time. Right. So sometimes, especially in today's society, we're very loose with our tongue. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an talks about two physical attributes of an arrogant, narcissistic individual. Two qualities that are very, very apparent. It's very interesting. Two qualities. Number one, how they walk. And number two, how they speak and talk. These are two qualities that he speaks about. alayhi salam tells his son, وَغْضُدْ مِن صَوْتِكَ And he tells him, وَقْصِدْ فِي مَشْرِكَ وَغْضُدْ مِن صَوْتِكَ Speak softly and walk softly. Don't walk with your chest pumping out the entire time. And also don't walk and don't speak being rough with your tone. Our tone does matter. Right? So this is what leads a person towards being arrogant because they don't they can't control their tongue. Hassan al-Basir says, إن لسان من وراء قَلْبِهِ al-Hakima min يَتَكَلَّمَ بِشَيْءٍ رجع لسانه إِلَىٰ قَلْبِهِ فَإِنْ كَانَ لَهُ تَكَلَّمَ وَإِنْ كَانَ عَلَيْهِ يَسْكُتْ the tongue, of an, the, the tongue of a smart individual is normally placed behind his or her heart. And whenever that individual desires to say something, the tongue seeks permission from the heart. And the heart says, that go ahead, this can benefit you. And the tongue says it. But if... He does mashura with the heart, and the heart says, hey, No, don't say this word, then the tongue stays quiet. But the tongue, the tongue of an ignorant person is between his lip, between his lips. And whenever he wants to say something, boom, he just says it. But the Prophet says, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring his mercy upon this individual. That when he stays quiet, people are benefiting, and when he speaks, People are also benefiting, right? both because he knows when to say something or she knows when to say something, and then also how to say it. Every single morning, when we wake up, the Prophet is in the hadith. Every single morning, the tongue is spoken to by the uh, the body parts. And the body parts say, "Ya lisan, O tongue, ittaqillaha fina, fear Allah in our matter, fear Allah for our sake. Why?" if you stay straight all of us will be straight but if you become crooked we all will also become crooked i.e I. E. if you don't control yourself we're all screwed and if you control yourself if you control yourself then we're all good to go right and this is the concept of what you were speaking about is how to speak to people and how to just control yourself and the question becomes well, do we just stay quiet and become passive? No. If you love the person, you figure it out, and you figure out a nice way to say it to them. If you really, you know, I'll forget. Brother, if you forget, that means you never had the right to give him advice. If you forget, that means you never had the right to give that person advice, man. If you forget that fast, would you forget giving advice to your children, to your loved ones? No, you wouldn't forget because you love them. The first condition to give advice to someone is to love that person. And to build a relationship with that person, right? And it's not it's not like, oh, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say how it is, man. I'm gonna say how it is. No, it's not say how it is, say how it is so it can benefit the person. If you're just saying token words, then there's no there's no point of you saying it. There's no point of you saying it. And there's so much more that can be said about this, but I'll stop here so we can move on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah. I mean everything you're saying, mashallah, is uh, so applicable to each and every one of us where we make mistakes on a daily basis of not thinking of what the person across from us is hearing, but rather, what is my message?
1: Hmm. So
0: how the message is perceived
1: is never even
0: taken into consideration. It's not, man. It's
1: not. And it has to be right. And it has to be, or else, or else we're not the, we're, we are not the, 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 the correct flag bearers for that message. Right. we're not doing it right we have to think about how that person feels when we give that message but nonetheless go ahead
0: um so the next question is mashallah you guys operate a very beautiful institute miftah Uh, you guys have a lot of scholars you guys have a lot of different people from different areas of studies some may be experts in tafasir some may be experts in certain areas of fiqh. some may be experts in history so on and so forth and mashallah the whole staff is very qualified. You yourself, mashallah, you've done Iftah. Some
1: maybe experts in nothing like myself, but yeah. <laughs> but. Um, but we need those kinds of people too. <laughs> but what's it called? Uh, no offense, mufti i um,
0: So we have people who are so well-qualified, mashallah, Miftah. So how does one, uh, obviously Miftah has reached, mashallah, very high levels of, you know, people know Miftah. When you mention Miftah, people know about it. You guys get great scholars on your Friday Night Live program, so on and so forth. How does somebody who achieves such a level of you know, success, mashallah, for dini purposes, how does one keep themselves grounded then? That mashallah, you're probably getting calls and messages and you're probably asking people not to give your number out so that doesn't happen. How does one keep themselves grounded so it doesn't get to their head? What's your personal experience?
1: I, I mean, my personal experience is, 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 is one thing, but I'll mention something that uh, our scholars speak. Niqaim Rahimullah says, "To remain grounded, we should have these three qualities. Number one, be around people that can ground us. Be around people that can tell us what to do. Don't always surround you in business. They tell you don't always be around. You know, um, you know everyone. Yes men. Don't don't surround yourself with yes men. That's true. But I, what I'm referring to is in a spiritual sense." If you don't have, if we don't have people that can guide us, right, and people that you know that can push us towards one way and that can change our opinion, you know what happens nowadays? One of the, I think one of the greatest signs of of a, of a narcissist is he or she thinks that their opinion is wahi, like they think their opinion is khalas, man. That's it. There's no one that can have a better opinion than me. And this the Prophet says in in إن أبعد الناس إليا that the person that i dislike the most the prophet is saying this by the way that the person that i dislike the most that's rare to hear this is a, this is one of those you know rare narrations that the Prophet is saying that there's some people that i don't like and they'll be far they will be far far away from me on the day of judgment who are those people you want to we want to guess who those people will be
0: Sorry, go ahead Muftihab. No, no, go ahead.
1: Anyone online? Okay, خلاص. we'll just continue. So he says that person, that individual is, or those people are individuals that possess these qualities of a thartharoon al al means a person who just speaks too much. Mutashaddid or Mutafayhiq is a person who becomes arrogant because of his speech. And then on top of that, they become stubborn on their opinion. This person will be far away from me. Stubbornness in Deen is a great thing because that's those are principles that we live and die by. But stubbornness in our personal opinion is not something that we need to have, right? Right. So that's that 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 idea of you know I everything I say has to go and you know I don't care what people say. This is something that we did and we, we started this on our own. And no yeah like we, we need to have people in our life that can guide us and that can tell us when we slip. So the first thing I'll ask all of us that are watching, or we'll watch afterwards, if we want to st- remain grounded, ask yourself: Are there people around you that are that you can be grounded by, and you don't feel bad? You don't feel bad, right? Like, oh, you know, you shouldn't have it. You shouldn't have done it this way. You should have, because you were always so used to people saying that was perfect. You know, you know, Musab or you know, Sheikh or Molana. You know, that was, you know, what your speech, this thing. So you, we need to have parents or. Scholars in our life or whoever it may be that can bring us back and say, hey, no, 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 you shouldn't have said it that way. Habibi, even the Prophet ﷺ had that in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where he himself says, "Adabani Rabbi, ta'dibi. Allah taught me adab. He, he nurtured me. He raised me with adab. But Imam Malik rahimullah said, I studied adab for 17 years and then I pursued knowledge. Right. First I studied Adab How to deal with people How to speak to people How to be humble in front of people The Prophet ﷺ one day When the, the people of Najran The Christians of Najran came to him And they asked him about the people of Ashabul Kaf, right. How many were they? Right. The Prophet responded by saying I'll tell you tomorrow I'll tell you tomorrow and This is in Surah Al-Kahf Days went by and the Prophet never received wahi. Like he was waiting, like, yo, know, those Christians are now, they're, they're, they're questioning him and everyone's making fun of him. They're, oh, I thought you need the answer. Your Allah was going to tell you. What happened? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends wahi down a few days later and says, Oh, Muhammad, don't you say that you will tell them tomorrow without saying, InshaAllah. This is the honor of the Prophet. This is not any negative thing. But the point is that everyone needs someone in their life that can keep them grounded. If we don't, and, and we are not our best judge. We are not our best judge. Because we know how to look at the good of ourselves and, and put, the, put, put those nasty things away. We know how to do that, right? We know how to do that. So keep people around you that can help you. Number two. Number two. Your a'mal when no one is watching. Have to outweigh your aman when people are watching. They need there needs to be that balance. Hence, the prophet was told in the second wahi that came down. The second surah that came down was surah muzammil, according to some scholars. And the third was surah mudathir, surah qalam, or surah Duha. The second wahi that came down, Allah tells the prophet, Spend some time alone. When you finish through your day, spend some time alone with Allah. And worship Allah on your own time and why why because in because during the day you have a very you have a, a very important task you need to fulfill a very difficult task means you have a swim that you have to fulfill against the waves it's not easy to swim against the waves you're gonna have a hard day so for you to be effective in the day make sure your nights are also effective Right? So in order to remain grounded and this is important for all of us have something that we do that nobody knows about. Have something that we do that nobody knows about. Like Nobody knows about this. The scholars of the past they would do certain things even their spouses and their mothers wouldn't know about it. How the Prophet says about you know giving charity with your right hand and your left hand doesn't know. The idea is do without anyone knowing. And the third thing I'll mention the third thing I'll mention is Beginning this sunnah of what we call muhasaba and muraqaba, Like, just calculating how our day went. And not calculating the likes on Instagram and Twitter. No. Calculating how our day went. Yes, everyone said this about me, but did I pray my sunnah of Dhuhr? Did I, did I do this? And we know those are things that actually matter. And if we didn't, it'll keep us humble. So regardless of how big the institution becomes, Regardless of how many students you have, regardless of how many scholars are at your school, regardless of how many employees a person may have, you realize this is this on the on the day of judgment. I have to face Allah alone, and if I have to face Allah alone, those guys are not going to help me. Allah says, "Not even a child will help his father, nor will the father help his child." No one will carry the burden of anyone else. So we have to make sure that it doesn't matter what's happening around me. Is my day being is, is is my day in our my nights an image of each other, right? A mere image that what I'm doing in the open in front of everyone is it something that I actually do alone? To some extent, of course. Now we're not perfect, to some extent. If not, let's try let's start rectifying those things. And um, I think. Prophet obviously was the best in everything. But he taught us early on through the first wahi that have this balance. Do something that nobody knows about and that will give you strength in the open and people will be able to benefit from you. People always say, "You know, how can people benefit from me? How can people benefit from me, right? The Prophet is told, if you want people to benefit from you, spend some time alone and worship Allah. And now when you spend time with people, they'll actually benefit from you. They'll benefit from you, right? And who cares? At one t- a time will come. رأيت الناس في دين الله أفواجا, where everyone will become Muslim. That's what happened in Fatih Makkah, It happened, but that never changed the Prophet, right? And he continued making that effort throughout his entire life. So that's those are my three things that I will say. Surround yourself with people who can tell you what to do, right? That's important. And I think that's important for 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 all of us, right? Don't don't get upset all the time. Don't be become so defensive, right? I, I tell people. Even when I go for khutbahs and someone comes, I tell my students all the time, someone tells you you, did good, you killed in your khutbah or you did great, relax, don't get excited. They probably haven't heard Arabic in so long. And you read some Arabic, they got happy. Right? So don't get excited about people's praises. Allah reminds us about that over and over, over and over in the Quran. But sometimes someone will come to me and say, you know, mashallah, it was great. And I know there's a butt coming. I'm waiting for the but. But, you know, you shouldn't have done this. And the butts are always like, I look forward to them, and you and you and you get someone will say something to you in front of people. Like once I was somewhere, and um, the person came, you know, Shaykh, it was was great, this and that. But you never read Bismillah loud. You know that's wrong. You should read Bismillah out loud. I'm like, you know, there's a different opinions about saying Bismillah out loud. You know that? Like, there's no opinion except what except for what the Prophet did. The Prophet had said Bismillah out loud. I said no. There's I said quiet. And this guy's yelling at me in front of the entire masjid. I walk out and I say, man, this is my tarbiyah. This is Allah telling me, you got to stay humble, right? So take those moments. Don't take those moments for granted, but rather take a lesson from them. Right? Not Don't always become defensive. Khalas, inshallah.
0: Subhanallah, subhanallah. Some mashallah good lessons. And obviously, your personal experiences are also just sharing those mashallah, they're just great so one of the things about it for me is i was talking to one of my friends today and he was telling me he's like you don't promote yourself enough on your on instagram or facebook or whatever he's like you're always promoting your guest and he says sometimes it feels like you know there's your personality isn't there in your podcast i'm like look i'm not a person who's ever really you know tried to achieve fame who's ever had fame and i still don't you know really want fame i just want the message to get out there and he's like i understand that he's like but you need to be pushing yourself a little bit too so people know who's behind it i was like yeah sometimes it feels like i'm running the podcast as though i'm i'm just an employee for the podcast and then there's a ghost who runs everything behind the scenes (laughs) so how does somebody like for myself i'm having a hard time where i don't want to be like okay inshallah monday where maybe this does really really great i don't want it to seem like for myself that Oh, I, I am the Straight Pad Podcast And it's doing so great because of myself How does how do I reach that balance for myself?
1: That, you know How do I do it? That's great, man I mean, uh, the first thing I would say You hire an Ahmad Chima Ahmad Chima was, is the backbone of Miftah, mashaAllah Alhamdulillah uh, We alhamdulillah. Need to bring him back He, he's, he hasn't left uh, But I would say that One of the first things is, is You know Allah's help is with a group so have people with you that can also spend time, that can also be a part of your initiative. I'm sure you have other people that are with you behind the scenes. But that yadullah al Allah, Allah's help is with groups. This is why you get more reward praying in jama'a than you do praying alone. Our religion is not about confessions and being alone with the priest. Our religion is the opposite. It's to be with people and to benefit with people. Um, that being said, right... Um, Checking your intention every every once in a while is important, right? Um, you know the the, the sunnah that Shmua Ashfalitami rahimullah would say is check your intention before the act, check it during the act, and check it after the act, right? So at three different times, check it all three times, and then you can gauge yourself and see where you where you stand. But you know that that the idea that I have to push myself forward is not something that I myself have have um, become comfortable with. Right. I have to push myself forward. Um, no, we don't have to push ourselves forward. We should just do work with 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 the hope that people can benefit and use all the means that are, use all the means that are available to us that are permissible. Right? All the means available to us that are permissible because Islam will not spread from an impermissible source. The source has to be permissible as well. So if that means, you know what, I might do a podcast just speaking about myself and my life, then do it, right? If that means that I might spend a podcast, spending time speaking about this. Making sure that the goal is not lost. The goal is to benefit people. Not let them know who your personality is and what you are. People still ask us about, why do you even have other... People always ask us, why do you have other scholars on Friday Night Live? Why don't you just do it yourself? And the idea is, not people get connected to our personality. Because Islam doesn't have personality worship. We're not like the Christians and even to some extent other religions, right? we are all about respecting the position, not personality. It doesn't matter who the mother is. The fact that she has a position of the mother, we have to respect her. It doesn't matter who the person is that is leading salat in our masjid. The fact that he has a position of the imam, now we have to respect him. Right? We respect positions, not personalities. Right? Uh, so that being said, putting yourself forward in order for people to know the difficulty and the, you know, the effort that went behind the podcast that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but the reality of what I believe in is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never waste our efforts. If we make the right amount of effort, make the right amount of dua, al muhsinin. Allah will never waste it. Allah will show us the results of that effort and how people are benefiting from you and your podcast. Mashallah, you started six, seven months ago, right? And you've had so many scholars on, different guests. You keep at it with the right intention and keep pushing yourself yourself to get better your team to get better in inshallah, people will continue benefiting from you but i'm not against that in the sense of putting yourself out there as long as it's not um, losing the brand the brand is people are benefiting because of dean you know once a business talks about bringing a new item out the one of the first questions that they ask is does this fall under our vision does this fall under our mission if it doesn't it doesn't matter how good of an idea it is we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put in the parking lot right Similarly, when we think about doing something for our institutions, our podcasts, whatever it may be, our mission and vision is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and benefit people. If it fits in that vision, we'll add it. If it doesn't fit in that vision, it doesn't matter how attractive it looks, we won't add it. How many people are out there that have the most number of followers but are not bringing benefit, right? And sometimes there's some people that have such small numbers of followers, but yet people are still benefiting from them. Right, they have no Facebook, no Instagram, but yet everyone in the world knows them in their countries, right? because they do their work, they put their effort in, and I always say you, we, our effort has, to, our effort in our dua has to be our strongest key, our effort in our dua, right? With of course duas of our parents and our teachers as well, but those two things, inshallah, are the the, the holistic approach towards success in this life, in the akhira, inshallah.
0: Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, jazakAllah khair. Yeah, I mean, just this past Saturday. I actually didn't have a guest, and the reason was, inshallah, I was having you, and then I have another friend coming on, and on Saturday, we're talking about social media and friends and followers, and are are the people on social media really your friends, who are really your friends? So it's basically another topic which is very related to what we're talking about tonight, and when I did my episode on Saturday, what I spoke about was, I know you probably heard about it, where in India, in Gujarat, there was a young girl, she committed suicide, because of the dowry related you know issues which are which in our religion there's no dowry from the girl's family to the boy's family mm-hmm. there's nothing like that you know girls are not supposed to be considered a bo- a or a burden in english on the family of herself mm-hmm. nor is she supposed to be a burden on the boy's family so it was a very short like 15 18 minute episode and basically what i was trying to highlight was why e- there you'll even find religious people who accept it and I was listening to Mufti Tariq Masood sahab the other day, and he was talking about it. He's like, that if somebody brings this bedroom set, leave it in the streets. Don't bring it into my house. He's mm-hmm. like, and if they really want to give it, tell them, keep it at your house. When our old one gets messed up, we'll take that one then. He's <laughs> like, but don't take it willingly.
1: Yes, so yes, sir, beautiful.
0: Yeah, so it was you know, sometimes I I do push myself. I've only done two solo episodes, but I'm really trying to push myself to do the solo episodes at times so I'm able to still put out content even if I don't have a guest speaker, I have a guest
1: is not Allah's deen is not dependent upon individuals. Allah says, he can he can he can use us or he can replace us, and that is not difficult for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to replace us. it is it is it is our good fortune that we have been put in a position that we can help ourselves by by doing the work of the Prophets and doing wow. the work of the scholars. The moment that we think that we are entitled to this work and we deserve to do this work, Allah can snatch it away from us without us even noticing that. Allah took the work of deen from an act. And he dedicated an entire surah to ant an speaking because the ant was worried about his people or her people. The ant yeah. was worried about the colony and was not worried about herself. If we are people that are doing work of deen at any level, and the only person that we are worried about is ourself, then that is not the mentality of deen. But rather, when we are doing the work of deen, and we are worried about people. Allah will make sure people know about us like that ant that was speaking that nobody knew about, not even Suleiman salam. But now the entire Muslim Ummah knows about this ant.
0: Yeah, We have and to worry about people. That's, uh, honestly speaking, you know, even in Tarawih, that's one of my favorite surahs to recite because it has so many different stories. Mm-hmm. You know, one after the other about the ant, mm-hmm. about the hood, hood, about, you know, the uh, what's it called... Uh, the thrones of Bilqis and you know so on and so forth and it's just it's amazing where you know the ifrit says i can bring it and then the you know the the pious oh, man yeah. He says I can bring it faster. So it's just it's such a learning, you know, experience just listening to that surah. But Mufti Sab, I know you have an engagement that you have to take care of at 9 30. Not an actual engagement, but you know, you have to take care of something. Uh, I, have, I have
1: another I have I have another meeting at 9 30. Yeah,
0: he has another meeting at 9 30. I was supposed to cut Mufti Sab off at 45 minutes, but mashallah he's talking to Um <laughs> Jazakallah for your time, Mufti Sab. I, no, I, honestly, I really do appreciate man,
1: honestly, it. May I reward you? May Allah make this a success. At every and level, and may Allah wants to make this, uh, build this out to be what what you, what you aspire for it to become. Um uh, Minna. Right. Once it's built, you continue to praise Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Um, Ibrahim alayhi salam did not reflect the Kaaba to himself. He, he he referred it back to Allah's greatness, right? So and allow you to continue bringing on guests and allow you to continue benefiting people and remaining humble. And inshallah, allow us both uh, and anyone mm-hmm. that is watching or listening to become people that are are able to do the work of deen. And, and, and while doing the work of deen at any level, at any level, even for our own children, our own family members, we um, are humble and we stay, stick to the course regardless of what happens. Hassan al Basri says, the definition of istiqama is regardless if difficulty comes or ease comes, your relationship with Allah stays the same. Your relationship with Allah stays the same. And that's the definition of istiqamah, right? Allah reward you, Habibi. And there's there's, there's
0: people in the comment section uh, thanking you and myself for you know, putting this together. Um,
1: Allah reward you you and your family, inshallah. And and your beautiful son, Abid.
0: (laughs) JazakAllah khair. Asalaamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.